Welcome to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and SaaS podcast, where Jonathan Denwood interviews the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing to help WordPress professionals launch their own SaaS. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and SaaS. You've just got me and my co-host, Kirk. We did have a guest, but unfortunately, they've had a personal emergency. Hopefully, they will be rebooking and coming back. But in this episode, we're going to be talking about chat GPT, um, how it's going to affect digital marketing, WordPress, how you do business in the next couple of years. Um, I think both of us got some thoughts on it. Definitely, I have. So I'm going to let Kirk introduce himself. So, Kirk, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, my name is Kurt Von Onen. I own a small agency called Manana Nomas. Uh, that means we get everything done on time and under budget. And uh, I've been working in the WordPress area since about 2004. And uh, just thrilled to be here with you, Jonathan. We have a lot of fun. Sometimes. Kirk's, Sometimes. Very, Kirk's very patient with my madness. But there we go. Uh, um, so before we go into the main part of the show, I've got a couple of messages from our major sponsors. And we will be back in a few moments, folks. Are you looking for ways to make your content more engaging? Sensei LMS by Automatic is the original WordPress solution for creating and selling online courses. Sensei's new interactive blocks can be added to any WordPress page or post. For example, interactive videos let you pause videos and display quizzes, lead generation forms, surveys, and more. For a 20% off discount for the tribe, just use the code WPTONIC, all one word, when checking out and give Sensei a try today. The importance of backing up your WordPress website cannot be emphasized enough. We use BlogVault to help us do this on a daily basis. With free staging, migrations, and on the pro plans, malware scanning and autofix, BlogVault is the professional's choice when managing just one website or many. Go to blogvault.com and see for yourself. You seriously won't find a better, more complete solution. That's blogvault.com, blogvault.com. We're coming back. I'm rested. I've had a good Christmas holiday, didn't do much, didn't do as much as I wanted to do last week, but I still had a, a break. I feel a little bit re-energised for having a little break. Um, so um, I just want to point out also we've got some great special offers from our sponsors, plus we've got a curated list of the best plugins and services if you're looking to build something on WordPress to get all these goodies and advice that will save you a ton of time, you just need to go over to WP Tonic Stroke backslash um, deals, WP Tonic slash deals, and you get that all there. So let's go into it. Um, Chat GPT. So what's your um, I've got some I've got some views about it, but I'll be interested to hear what's your overall opinion of it? And you know, it's been a, it's been in the news consistently for the last three, six months. Have those views changed? 
So over to you, Kirk. Oh, uh, have the views changed? That's 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 the big question, Jonathan. I uh, I'm a convert because I put it off as long as humanly possible. I wanted nothing to do with AI. And I think it's a human pride thing because I consider myself a writer and a content developer. So I was like, no, I'm going to write my own stuff. I don't need some fake, you know, some fake voice. Um, but then I tried a couple of AI tools. And uh, when I landed on ChatGPT, I was, I was actually kind of shocked at how well it worked. So is that being it then? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. So, um, you know, we've got some experience with, with Bertha AI on some of the WordPress platforms that we, that we build, you and I, Jonathan. And, uh, you know, I've played around with Bertha a little bit. I want to make sure I can, you know, be of service to customers and clients and, and all that and be familiar with tools. But I still felt like I wanted to write my own content. Um, and then when ChatGPT was getting all that press, I said, man, I got I to gotta try something. And so I put in a question. I was going to write a blog post and I thought, well, well, what are some reasons that people fail at online courses? Like what, what could I add value to people with? And so I just put in the question, why do some people fail online courses? Dude, it's within like three to five seconds. It spit out a paragraph, bullets, and then extended a paragraph for each of the bullets. And when I reviewed the content, I'm not lying. It was like I wrote it. Like I was looking at it and I was going, that's exactly what I, that's exactly what I would have wrote. Um, and so I added a paragraph here and there. I put some personal flares on it. I added a couple of pictures. And next thing you know, I got a blog post. Now that blog post took me eight to 10 minutes when normally I'd spend an hour or an hour and 15 minutes writing that kind of content. So I can definitely see the draw. I can see why people would be interested in it. And then I've learned if I combine ChatGPT with another tool that I've relied on in the past, it becomes like this this just powerhouse of content, ideas, and fulfillment. What's this other tool? Uh, it's been around forever. Uh, a lot of folks use it called uh, Answer the Public. It's a website. And so when you go to Answer the Public, I think it's a .com. When you go to answerthepublic.com, um, you can put in any subject. Like, so you could put in, you know, hosting, e-learning courses, you know, Ford, Chevy, motorcycles, whatever. And it in real time will kind of aggregate a graphic that is what are people asking about that subject in real time. And so you'll see like a percentage of so many people are asking about how is it made? So many people are asking about how is it sold? But you get like hundreds of questions about that subject matter. And then if you just look at the top section of the most frequently asked questions. If you take one of those questions and then put that in the chat GPT, you know that your content is basically hitting the sweet spot for that subject matter for what people are actively searching for at that moment. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, I think one of the interesting bits for me, Kirk, about this whole thing was that the company behind these technologies, which is OpenAI, AI. Um, it's how I wrote a few months before Christmas, I wrote a piece about OpenAI, which is a non-profit company. It's a commercial business, but it's a non-profit. And what intrigued me at the time was the amount of money that Microsoft had invested in the business. 
they they were one of the largest. There were there are other investors, VCs, other large corporate investors, but one of the largest individual contributors has been Microsoft. And I just I was a little puzzled um, why they were investing so much money in it, but. I thought, well, they know what they're doing, blah, blah, blah. But I was a little bit, it just, it just didn't register to me. Now, I think it's become much, much clearer why they invested in this company. And it, basically, it's payback time for Google, <laughs> um, to put it simply. Um, obviously, um Microsoft's attempts in the search engine have not been that successful. Google um, basically dominates search. Um, this technology, Chat GPT, you can, you know, there's been quite a few commentators and influencers on YouTube making content that. Basically, you put a question in, you, you'll get a better result a lot of the time than Google. And that that is partly down to the quality of search from Google being reduced, you know, ever-increasing amount of paid adverts, um, positioning um, new ways of showing an answer to a question than, than the classical, you know, um, way of listing external um, pages using artificial intelligence to supply a clip of information, which a lot of the time isn't that. Sometimes it works well, sometimes it doesn't. So, the, in my opinion, the quality of Google search has deteriorated quite a bit over the last 18 months. Um, so, I see this really is Microsoft really attempting to get market position. What do you think of what I'm just outlining? Do you think I'm on the right track or do you think I've got that wrong? I, I think there's somewhat of that track and, and I have to agree with you on Google search. I mean, it, it, there's the amount of censorship and almost seemingly misdirection and things that don't even seem related to political matters. You can't, it's like, I'll look something up on Google and I don't find what I want. I open up a separate browser. Yeah, I didn't really mean the, I, I just mean general yeah. search. I mean, the yeah, quality, and, and, you're trying to find something out. Yeah, so you're looking for something and you don't see it. And then you open up another browser and there it is. And so, and I don't know the rhyme or reason to why that's like that lately, but um, yeah. Well, I do, money. <laughs> <laughs> so, um so I would agree that the Google search has has declined. The other thing that I wondered was, you know, what's the revenue pattern for this? Because everything I've done in ChatGPT so far has been free. And oh, everyone else I've talked to, yeah. it's free. So what's the revenue model? Well, going they, they already publicly stated that they they will be charging for the technology. But, you know, but it'll be a fraction of a cent. You get that with um, already um, assisted writing apps like Bertha um, and um, Javelin, and there's a number of them out there. Yeah. Now, um, how will this affect 
the world of WordPress. Well, one of the one of the direct ways that I can see it affecting is curation and being able um, as We've had a few guests on the show recently and um, one of the topics that regularly has come out is how, you know, WordPress has enormous strengths, but one of its weaknesses, it is a glorified flea market. Um, um, Obviously, trying to make that situation easier for users is fraught with financial and political problems because by giving a curated list or removing others, they're not going to be very welcoming, obviously, for very understandable business reasons about them being excluded from something. Um, So automatic, WordPress.org have on purpose really been extremely resistant apart from letting the popularity of a particular theme and plugging be the only um, dom- dominator that would put you on top of a list. Because you're obviously going to wordpress.org and you're pl- doing a search there for your plugin or theme to come up at the top has been extremely important. But we've found that people have been utilising various techniques to manipulate um, the basic functionality there. And also, I think slightly its importance, which was extremely important a couple of years ago, has been in decline as well. What's your thoughts about that? The flea market aspect with the six, what is it, sixty thousand plus plugins that are available for WordPress or something like that—it's a crazy number, right? Huge. Yeah. The when I found out that you could use Chat GPT to write a a WordPress plugin via AI, I thought, well, that's going to be messy code. Like, like no one's auditing it, right? Like, like they could just be gluing stuff together, and then you're going to have every time well, they do that anyway. <laughs> Well, but then you'll have every Tom, Dick, and Harry out there. You know, I'm not a developer. Well, they do that anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. But but you know, now an implementer goes to Chat GPT and says, "Hey, Chat GPT, make me a plugin that does X, Y, and Z." God forbid it works. You know, then they go, "Oh, that's awesome! I'm going to submit it, or I'm going to promote it, or I'm going to whatever." And I'm afraid it's going to bloat the market with a bunch of half working nonsensical stuff that people are going to have to wade through to find stuff they really want or is effective. Well, I think that's the position as it is. Um, but it get uh, worse, yeah. After time. Um, but no, I, I do honestly think curation, um, utilising um, this technology to help assist people in finding the right setup for their particular needs. Um from input they give in a in a method that's affordable. Um I think we're I think we're gonna see more and more created services that have this. I think the other thing about this technology is it, it's overplayed to some extent because 
it's not in it's not alive it's definitely not intelligent it's using the native ability of code and computers and the and speed to it's it's so it gives the impression um the so it, it's a it's a little bit of a con in some ways, but because it works and it works more effectively, this particular form of technology, it it gives. Um, I think the other factor that has been taught is that when you take some of the content that it provides and you and you put it into a copyright checker, um, it normally doesn't come back flagged has been directly scraped um, and it is scraping it's just more sophisticated scraping yeah. it, it's going um, my understanding but there, there is a fair bit of confusion around this that it is scraping to some but it's a more sophisticated form of scraping and it uses the technology to combine different sources and it has parameters so it won't trigger um, um, that it, it's, it's taking, so it doesn't flag up copy infringement. Um, but it is scraping. And I think it's one of the drawbacks because as, as this technology is utilised more and more and more, more of it will be deduced from a ever ever smaller original group of articles and pieces that were written from real people. So um, I think that I think this whole where it's scraping, where it got original material and then it adapted it. I think there's going to be a lot of pushback about people saying, "Well, it's obvious they're going to use other." AI technology to be able to say, well, you've done this, but we can clearly see that you got it from our original content. Um, so I think there's going to be a bit of more pushback about um, where they got this content to write this. Is this making any sense, or do you think I'm off? off track? No, no, it, it, it is. And, and for me, you know, I'm a parent, got kids, I'm involved with kids at church, all that. And it's... um from a societal standpoint, it is pretty scary because think about a kid has to write an essay for English class. He just goes into chat GPT, puts in a subject, has an essay and submits it done. And I think back to the days when I was in school and they would said, okay, no calculators in math class because you know, you're not going to have calculators with you all the time. Right. And then, then we ended up with calculators. Then we ended up with phones, right? Who needs to know math now when you can, when you got everything in your phone? Um, there's, there's not much that we can't, Search and it's like the dumbing down of society. It's like you look at what you know. Look at what Franklin and, and Jefferson and, and and Washington wrote. Uh, I know you're from England. I just named a bunch of Americans. You but uh, I'll forgive you. <laughs> look at what Churchill wrote. Um, oh but, yeah, but you, you don't don't. What you half the time he was drunk when he was writing. But you you look at the vocabulary and you look at the the sentence structure and you, and you can sense you know, a little bit of intelligence there. And then you, you look at how we've progressed with technology and how that technology, while it's great to use, um, has really, I think, weakened the core intelligence of people. It makes us lazy. 
I don't really, I don't actually agree with that, but I do understand where you're coming from. I think it's well, a very, I think it's a very populistic view. I think, I think there are some irritating habits that have. Um, I've, the reason why I say that just before we go for our break is, um, it's a bit. I don't know if you're aware of um, the Hearst and the Hearst family and. And, you, you know, you ever gone to Hearst Castle in Northern California? Um, Never went to the uh, castle. You haven't been? It's really fantastic, actually. It, it's a national, it's a California national um, park. And the actual villa, it's a villa kind of straight castle, um, is spectacular, actually. Um, but um, Hearst... And um, he um, bought a number of papers, and he was involved in a form of journalism called yellow, yellow journalism, which was a form of tabloid, the modern day form of tabloid journalism. And some of the things that you're, you know, and it was extremely controversial um, about how he utilised it as a as a propaganda. Uh, mythology, but um, some of the things that you're that you were just saying was said in the 1920s and the early 30s about yellow journalism and about tabloid journalism. Um, so those fears and observations, I feel, have been there for quite a while. But you might be right. Um, we're going to go for our break. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Hey, it's Ben's from LaunchFlows.com. If you've been looking for a fast and easy way to create powerful sales funnels on WordPress, then look no further than LaunchFlows. In just minutes, you can easily create instant registration, upsells, downsells, order bumps, one-click checkouts, one-time offers, custom thank you pages, and best of all, no coding is required. For as little as $50 per year, you can own and control your entire sales funnel machine with LaunchFlows. Get your copy today. This podcast episode is brought to you by Lifter LMS, the leading learning management system solution for WordPress. If you or your client are creating any kind of online course, training-based membership website, or any type of e-learning project, Lifter LMS is the most secure, stable, well-supported solution on the market. Go to LifterLMS.com and save 20% at checkout with coupon code PODCAST20. That's PODCAST20. Enjoy the rest of your show. We're coming back. I'd like to point out if you're a WordPress power user, a developer, a graphic designer, and you're looking for a great WordPress hosting provider, look at WP Tonic, especially if you're building a website for a membership, a client that wants to build a membership, a course, um, wants to be a learning entrepreneur. Um, we provide fantastic hosting, but much, much more. We provide a library of top-notch plugins that are the best of breed to help you build that for your client. 
plus as a WordPress, as a WP partner, you'll get 40% of the initial um, purchase from your client, plus you will earn 20% year after year. So it is a tremendous partnership and a tremendous financial partnership. If that sounds interesting, go over to WPTonic slash partners. I'll repeat that. WP Tonic slash partners, and you can sign up to become a WP partner. Me or Kirk will have a chat with you, and we would love you to come on board and work with WP Tonic. So, back into what we've been talking about chat GPT. Um, yeah, so I see, like I said, um, I see creation being one of the main factors. It affects WordPress. Also, the graphics side. Um, one of the one of the ways um, you see this on AppSumo is um, there's a number of SEO um, hybrid products on AppSumo. Um, also, uh, being um, on the general market. Um, that um, look at your content, um, advise you, advise you how to improve titles, improve um, word um, density of key phrases in either helping you write new content, but give you an outline of a document, help you with certain paragraphs. And then basically they're mimicking the same technology that Google's been using for the past two to three years. Um, it's another threat um, that, you know, helps you produce better. I use, um, also there's a number of um, copy assistants, very like Jarvis and um, aimed at, um, I've bought a couple of them that help with long form content. So, um, but I do really see them as, as assistants. Um, yeah. I see them as aids to help you make, help you produce content quicker, but also help you improve content. I don't, um, I'm also very excited about how, you know, we bought into Bertha early. Um, I understand from, you know, we had Adam Presler on um, that Adam's going to be entering this market as well. I think he said it, uh, he mentioned it, didn't it? I think it's going to be called Shaw Writer. Um, he will be in the near future entering in that. But um, I'm quite excited about how... This is going to help, um, course, um, people building membership education courses, helping them write more effective content. Because I think this is one of the most, and it and it kind of also goes into the general area a lot. You know, if you ever worked with clients, it's one of the main hurdles. You know, having blank pages or pages and having to write content. Um, it should help. Or do you think? I'm just being optimistic there. It's not really going to help. Oh, customers and, and content. That seems to be a contention, Jonathan. I don't know if, if anything's going to fix that. Um, probably not. I, I, I don't know what it is about. Uh, everyone has a great idea, but nobody, you know, can write it down on a piece of paper and hand it to you to put on a website. Um, it's, uh, it, it'll be interesting. And, and I wonder if these AI tools will become so ubiquitous and so easy to use, like 
you know, people using a smartphone. Um, I, I wonder if it'll become so easy that people will begin to use it and implement it, right? Or if it's always going to be that extra step that the average person doesn't do. Like, we're kind of like in the tech world, we think things are exciting and we go and check this stuff out. But like on a percentage basis of population, I'd really be curious to see how many people have really tried it and 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 tried to really do something cool with it. You know what I mean? Well, you, you've got to use it. Right? One of the problems is even with something like Bertha, and I know it's dependent on... Um, it, it, there's a certain... Uh, you can't... Ju- they would deny this, and I'm just not um, framing this around Bertha. I think it's any of these tools, Java, Jarvis, any of them. Um, there's a knack. You have to learn how to work with them. There's a knack yeah. to it. Um, you can't just straight go in and think you're going to get fantastic results. You, right. You're going to have to do a little bit of a dive and read some um, help um, documentational videos about how it works and try it out and practice a little bit with any of these um, writing assisting assistance platforms, apps, as I call them, because um, you're going to be a bit disappointed. I, I've already spoken to a few people that just dived in and they just gave up on it straight away. And they said, well, I could write this. I could write this quicker than utilise this. Um so it does really depend on. Um, so what I'm saying is, don't lose patience as quickly. Um, if you're a really good writer, um, it's just going to help you maybe produce more content. Um, um, but it's not going to replace you. Those that find it hard, it's just going to. It should be a mechanism that helps you get over that hump. I'm not even sure about that because you you are going to have to study the platform that you're going to be utilising. It's like it's like anything, isn't it? You know, um, some people say, "Oh well, um, Shopify is so much easier than um, WooCommerce." Well, I do actually agree with that. Um, <laughs> um, if you just you know, because you are going to have to jump through a few extra loops, but you get all the benefits of ownership and flexibility, blah, blah, blah. Um, but on our land, like something like Shopify or or in the membership area, Kajabi, when people say, oh, it's much so, so much easier than WordPress, well, it really depends where you're coming from. It really depends on what your personal experience is. There's a, there's a lot more to that statement um, it's a lot more faceted than what a lot of people make out. And I really see the same with these um, with these writing tools. Um, um, I also think um, we're on the early day, and I know um, Chris um, from um, Lifter LMS has um, in his own personal marketing utilise these um, and it's really cool but obviously at some stage it's going to be overdone but I think we are on the very early days of of um, I really think it, you can clearly see it's it is going to disrupt the writing sector but also I really think it's going to really um, disrupt to some extent the graphic side as well. Do you think I'm right about that? Uh, I, I think you are correct. 
uh, about the graphics and and kind of disrupting that space or and I hate I hate to say it out loud but possibly you know devaluing you know what someone's willing to pay for graphics because people think all of a sudden they can like you can go to brand crowd and have a logo done you know for 35 50 bucks whatever it is or you can hire a graphic designer and people begin to misunderstand or convince themselves that the cheap way is the way for them and then they pay the price in in quality you know, and I'm just wondering how good this AI is going to be able to move and manipulate with people's needs and possibly replace or devalue, you know, the real work. I think of uh, yeah, I, I can see exactly where you're coming from. The only thing I would say about it, I think it's been devalued already by like services like 99 Designs and the one you mentioned. I think they devalued a certain type of clientele. Um, but they were always extremely difficult to deal with anyway because they, when you ever even um, you put the price of, I'm not super expensive, but a reasonable price to get a, a reasonably experienced graphic designer to help them do a logo, they would bulk at it anyway. They would yeah. get their nephew or their brother to knock something up and it tended to be horrendous. Um, but... Um, that was always there anyway, depending on the on the budget of the client to some extent. You know, it, it it may go the other way. It may become the best filter in the world to get rid of deadbeats and clients that you don't want. It might be the a, the greatest filter in the world to bring the premium clients to the people that are really skilled. Um, I think I think in some ways you touched on the thing. I think the problem, where I think that where this. Um, I don't really think it will affect the really cheap side or the really upper side. I think it's the middle market that uh, in web development and in design that it's um, probably going to affect a bit more. Um, it might, you know, in some way, you know, there's already um, the other thing is um, I forgot the services. There's a there's like two to three services that you put in the parameters of the website and they build the whole website for you using um, using Chat GPT. And I, I, that's when I was getting back to the curation because I, I see this curation um, mechanisms. Um, we're on the early stages, and I I, I haven't tried any of these um, supposedly. Um, AI supported, you put in some parameters and it and it flews out. But it's not that, you know, um, through blocks, you know, which is Gutenberg, you know, um, more and more websites are going to effectively going to be a mixture of different blocks, pre-developed. Um, yeah, this um, one of our friends of the show that I have a regular podcast with, um, Spencer Forum, it's one of his... Um, key pointers, you know, more and more it's utilising existing Lego, Lego bricks, but knowing which the best Legos and how to put them together. And I do agree to him. I think you can see that with Gutenberg blocks um, that um, you're going to and which AI um, can be part of choosing the right um, blocks to put into a, a more quasar customizable solution for a particular client. Can you see where I'm going with this? Do you think I might be on the I right do. track? 
I do. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, I think the options are going to be limitless. Uh, honestly, it, it's when, when you listen to like Jordan Peterson and some other really like celebrated people online talk about this chat GPT and, and AI, they forecast something a year or two down the road that is something that, you know, my brain can't even wrap around right now. It's probably, um, it's probably for the best that you don't actually. <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's going to do this, it's going to do that, it's going to do it. And then you wonder. Every, every, every day I think we get closer to Terminator. There we go. But uh, 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 I think we better wrap up the show now. So, Kirk, what is the best way for people to find out more about you, your thoughts and your company, Kirk? Well, Manana Nomas is my company name. So if you go to mananomas.com, uh, you'll be able to find me. And anything you search for Manana Nomas online is typically me. It, it's all over. And then I'm a big person on LinkedIn. Uh, if you want to go and find me out on LinkedIn, that's the easiest way to get a hold of me, message me. We'll set up a meet and greet. We'll do a break the ice call and uh, we'll see how we can add value to each other. I'd love to meet you. Yeah. And uh, folks, do remember to go to the WP Tonic slash partners. Look at our Pacific hosting partnership plans. Um, you get great commission and you get access as, as WP Tonic as your partner to build membership, learning management systems for your clientele. It's a, a great platform and a, and a great partnership. So go over there. We'll be back next week with... Uh, hopefully a great guest we've got some great guests booked up in january and in february um plus at the end of each month we're going to be doing um the wp tonic roundtable show will be coming back but it's going to be a monthly show the last thursday of every month um got a great panel that's agreed to be with us me and kirk Kirk will be the host of that particular show. And then the first one is the end of this month. It should be, we'll give you more details next week. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it. Why not visit the Mastermind Facebook group? And also to keep up with the latest news, click wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.